0: Bible declares and says, or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and losing one, does she not light a lamp, sweet the house and search carefully? Someone say carefully. carefully, carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner. Someone say, one sinner, one sinner. over one sinner who repents. And so I started this series, lost and found. Um, you know, last week talking about my son Gabriel. And the scare that my wife and I got. If you missed that one, go back and check that out uh, in the replay on YouTube. Uh, With this in mind, you know, I, I want to continue talking around God's heart for the lost. Even as we are getting ready to head into this Easter season and we are now moving, getting prepared for Easter Sunday. And I've been encouraging you to invite people to come and connect and all of this and even to watch and, you know, and even beyond Easter that we would share the heart and the passion of the Father. And so with this in mind, you know, I, I don't know if you're like me, but every now and again, and there was one time in particular this happened and I, that I want to note. but, you know, have you ever been in a place where you have lost a file? I mean, I don't know if it was an assignment. I don't know if it was like, you know, you know, back when you used to have those flip phones and there's that one picture that one picture that you're like, man, I, re- I know it's all blurry and pixelated and all that, but there's so much nostalgia that's t- attached to that picture. I need to find the picture. And you go, you open the, the, the phone, you can't, you know, how those charges used to break, you got to like hold it in the right position. You got to put like the, the piece of scotch tape on there and you just got to hold it long enough for it to charge, you know, so you could turn that thing on. You don't even know how you're going to transfer it, but you just want to find it. And I'll never forget, man, I lost this file and i needed this file and you know every now and again you know when gmail starts shading man's and is like yo your storage is full (laughs) you need to start deleting stuff right or you're not going to receive emails and so from every now and again i just start just deleting stuff deleting things i'm like well you know what i have this someplace so i'm just you know and we'll delete it and 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 I'll never forget, man, I needed this thing so bad. I, for the life of me, couldn't find it. I thought it was in Google Drive. Yo, listen, man, I don't, don't don't sue me, Apple, but yo, you can't trust that cloud, fam. Like some of y'all are putting way too much trust into this puff of smoke, you know? I don't know where, where is the cloud? Tell me where the cloud is. I don't know, it's just up there. You know, and we're putting all our trust, putting some important stuff in there. And I went and I looked on Google Drive. I'm like, surely it must be on Google Drive. Went there. Wasn't on Google Drive. And then, you know, this is, this is how you know you're serious. Watch this. Then I had to go back to the old email address. You don't want to talk about those email addresses. Mine was like DrewFingers2000 at Hotmail.com. I'm not going to tell you how I got the nickname DrewFingers. That's another day. But... <laughs> But I'm back there, I'm doing the thing. I'm trying to remember every password that I've ever had and all this stuff, trying to get back in the email. You know, and some of y'all have some of those emails. JuicyLips5000 at <laughs> Yahoo. It's time for a change. Some of y'all putting that on your job interviews. know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I know no, I'm not by myself. Went there to the, to the Drew Fingers email. Wasn't in the Drew Fingers email, man. And so I'm searching all sorts of things, whatever. And then you really know when things get serious when you got to go to one of these hard drives. Some of y'all is like, what on earth is this? See, before the My Passport hard drives, you know what I mean? Those one little ones that you can just plug in. You don't even need any power. It can be USB powered and all this sorts of stuff. Little things before all of the thumb drives now they got these little sd cards like we got an sd card back there someplace has 512 gigabytes on it and this thing guess how much this holds a whopping five gigabytes (laughs) (laughs) and this was back in the day man when like you had you plug this thing in with like a computer a pc power cable you turn this boy on and it's on on here like (sighs) sounds like it's about to just the house is going to explode this is some serious business but listen i needed that file so bad that i was willing to go down in the basement come on somebody willing to go down in the basement go looking through the cobwebs some of y'all are still scared of spiders and going in there and taking off the cobwebs and trying to do i might be one of them too but
1: taking it all
0: off and you know taking the stuff out and powering up put the plug in there turn the thing on and it sounded like how many of you grew up uh, watching doctor who or you've heard of doctor who you know you know the tardis the tardis the the, okay i'm a nerd but but it just sounded like one of those things just starting up but guess what i plugged it in it the computer read it and when i opened it up And I went to some files and opened some folders. It took like 10,000 years to open. But lo and behold, wasn't on the Google Drive. Wasn't in Drew Fingers 2008. (laughs) Wasn't in any of the email addresses or any of this. Wasn't on the cool, you know, My Passport uh, hard drive or on a thumb or an SD card with all its space. But it was back in the cobwebs on this thing. Now, I want you to understand this. Let me just paint a picture for you, and then I'm moving on. fact of the matter is that that file, just a few megabytes, let's say 15, 20 megabytes, was it like these files that now you have to have a terabyte, which is 1,000 gigabytes? It was just some of y'all like, what on earth are you talking about? It was very small, very minuscule, but the worth that was attached to it, Was massive. Come on, somebody. It was worth enough to me for me to leave what I was doing and go out of my way to make sure that I was able to find that file. I don't know uh, if, if you're like me, but have you ever been in that position where there was something that was lost? Might not have been a file, but something that was lost and you desperately needed to find it. How many of you know this thing that was 15 megabytes? could have been worth thousands of dollars all just a piece of paper had massive value even though it was small are y'all with me on today and i love this because jesus talks about this parable and last week we looked at lost sheep but today we look at a lost coin and it's powerful because I believe he's intentional. He's intentional about using this symbolism and these uh, these varying types of symbols to talk about God's heart for the lost. Talks about sheep going astray because sheep often do that. That's why there's songs like "Are oh, We Like Sheep?" Haven't heard that? The Handles beside like, "Are oh, We Like Sheep?" I've gone astray. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> classical music is dope so look so anyway but then now he talks about them as coins and this is especially indicative of worth somebody say worth now i want to i want to start this i want you to look at this bible says in verse eight or suppose a woman has ten silver coins someone say ten silver coins And loses one. Now I want you to note this. These 10 silver coins. She loses one. And it says won't she go and search for this. Now in the original. In the original is the word drachmas. Somebody say drachmas. And a drachma was about the value of today. Of 15 cents. So all in all. These 10 coins that this woman had. uh, Was about the sum of a dollar. A dollar and a half. And this woman, she, after losing this, because more than likely it's all that she had, she was willing to go and search the house. Come on. She was willing to go and search the house to to find this one coin. Can I tell you this? I want to note this and, and, and go on. Here's point number one for you. Here it is. Here it is. Are you with me? If you're with me, say I'm with you it's worth it to pursue the one let me say it again it's worth it to pursue the one in fact that's good enough to tell your neighbor look at your neighbor tell him neighbor Neighbor. oh neighbor neighbor. it's worth it to pursue the one yeah i mean i mean uh, didn't she have nine more Did she have nine left? I mean, like, you know, looking at it like, uh, I I often say this to people. I always say, it's not about what you've lost, but it's about what you have left. And that's great. And that works in certain cases. But how many of you know that that doesn't work in the case of salvation? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though she had nine left that one still that was considered small and only worth 15 cents in our equivalent today it mattered enough for her to go and search the house until she found it and many of us don't think we we oftentimes look and we say well our church is full come on somebody our church is full through the week we got tens of thousands of views on youtube or we have all these people that follow us and you may look around and you may think well you know fact of the matter is i might look and see what's up and that's it well the fact of the matter is that even though there's all these people there are over six million people in the gta come on somebody and the fact of the matter is statistics show that less than 50 percent of them are professing jesus christ as their lord and savior that is more than three million or about three million people and many of those that are professing jesus as lord and savior just checked off the i am a christian box but are nominal and not actually having a genuine christian experience and so we must never get to the place where we look around and think, "Come on, somebody!" That because the house is full, that that means that there's no work to be done. There are millions of people in this city that are yet to know about the love of Jesus and His heart and His passion for them. Who is with me on today? I want you to understand that you and I can't get ourselves filled to the point where we show up and think our work is done wherever the worship of christ is not present that is our mission field many of us are too busy sending money across seas which there is nothing wrong with that as we are doing it as well but you should be equally or even more so going after the neighbors in your the people in your neighborhood that do not know jesus it's not enough for just most of your family to be saved i wonder if it's something one in here that knows that there's some uncles that still need to know about the life-changing power of Jesus come on somebody it's some cousins that still need to know about the delivering power of Jesus I wonder if it's a church in here that knows that it's not enough until I want to see every single one of my loved ones come to know the gospel of Jesus Christ of Nazareth a husband or a wife come on it's the worse and you might be saying me and my kids are saved but you never stop praying for that spouse until you see god open their heart to the gospel come on somebody you want to pray for folk and declare the gospel and live it out until people die because as long as there is life there is hope and some of y'all have given up on your family members too soon saying they're hopeless come on somebody but there is no one that is beyond the saving power of our god i wonder if it's a church in here that can give the lord praise because he is a savior oh man i love what charles spurgeon says Charles Spurgeon, one of, they call him the prince of preachers, he says, uh, and a long time ago, he's one of the ODGs he's, you see, fact of the matter is, says if sinners be damned at least let them, let them leap to hell over our dead bodies and if they perish here it is, let them perish with our arms wrapped around their knees, imploring them to stay if hell must be filled let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions and let not one go unwarned or unprayed for oh my too many of us letting our loved ones bust hell wide open when you didn't open your mouth and tell them about this thing that you so uh you so adamantly believe about and there are many of us that have given up and we've joined the gossip band instead of the prayer train come on somebody it is time for us to get back on our knees and cry out to god for our loved ones believing that he is able to deliver it's worth it to pursue the one are you with me it's worth it man we will do jesus was jesus if it was only one person jesus would have come and this is what jesus is showing us in these parables uh you know and we see this picture throughout history if it was just one it was still worth the death of god's son if it was just one it would still be worth the death of god's son jesus still would have come and be was born would have been born through the blessed virgin mary he still would have allowed them to whip him in his back come on passion week with a count of nine tails ripping flesh out of his back come on because of the whip that they used they still he still would have let them put a crown of 72 thorns on his head for you and for me they still he still would have allowed them to stretch it wide and hung him high and to the point where he hung his head and died he still would have done all of that if it was just for one and then i want you to note this i want you to note this because the fact of the matter is even many of us would have looked at that woman searching for that one coin and we would have said look man at the end of the day it's not worth it you can get another 15 cents fact of the matter is i want you to understand this though that those 10 coins were worth, for the most part, in that day and age, 10 days of labor. And so in her case, as someone who we believe was poor in this position, it was something that was worth it to her, even though we would look from the outside and say that is small, so that's not worth anything. Just like my file is only 15 megabytes, but was worth a whole lot it's very important watch this here we go as we're looking at people and as we're determining whether people are worth saving if we're determining whether people are worth going after and abandoning and and putting effort to carefully look bible says lighting a candle to go in cobwebs and to dig through in the areas that are forgotten if we're wondering if it's worth it here jesus makes it clear we got to get to the place i want to give you point number two and i got one more and we're done are you still with me here we go someone in the chat needs to put this don't engage people based on worldly appraisal think it, think it. don't engage people based on worldly appraisal In other words, don't look at people. If you look at some people, you would think that they are worthless based upon what it is that the world would tell you. Come on, somebody. Based on their demeanor, based on their size. Come on. In a world that we teach, size matters for everything. Come on, somebody. Oftentimes, we miss worth because we're looking at things with a worldly lens we're appraising it because how many of you know powerful things can come in small packages come on somebody how many of you know that when the world counts people out come on david that god can raise them up and use them to cut down the giants that were punking everybody else i just need to pause here parenthetically for a moment and preach to about three or four people that feel that you're counted out or you're worthless because of your stature because of how you showed up in the earth come on somebody because of the fact that. the the matter is you might have got here through rape can i talk seriously you might have got here uh, and you might have got here being raised without a father or a mother figure in your life and you feel counted out you feel like you're not worth it maybe someone online but i showed up on this palm sunday to help about four or five people that might feel in that position to let you know that even though you might be small in stature that god is able to take small things and do potent stuff with it don't let people count you out Oh, can I preach this thing? Because see, many of us miss, you miss the wealth that God has for you. You miss the relationship that God has for you. You miss the friendships that God has for you. You miss the job that God has for you because your eye, oh my gosh, your eyes are bigger than your mouth. Come on, somebody. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. At the end of the day, many times you're looking at stuff and you want something bigger and God is saying, yo, guess what? I can give you potent things in a smaller package. Are y'all with me today? this is important when we're talking about people when we're talking about reaching folk i'll never forget man you know our church uh we were out and we were doing uh, an outreach you know we were giving away pop and uh, we had got we back back in my church in in grand rapids michigan and before we had a lot of money or anything of this nature and we you know went out and we got 500 cans of pop and we were like this is dope we're about to go ham we're going to go out and we're going to love on people and invite them to come to church and so we're giving pop to people and we're putting cards in their hands and people are coming out and they're like yeah let's go and whatever the case may be and the fact is that in that moment right uh there was a guy that came up one of the people that came up you looked at him and his appearance it might have seemed as if he was someone that had the appearance of being homeless come on somebody or it might have been he might have looked like someone you know that we would not have expected to come out to the church you know because of where he what his appearance looked like can i tell you that out of all of the people that we invited and gave pomp to that that was the only guy that came to the church and people were judging him based on his appearance and all of this can i tell you that he became one of the biggest givers at our church to finance the ministry come on somebody and the kingdom of god in our church many times we look at people and we are judging them based on worldly appraisal when in actuality those people might hope might be the game changers that you need to go to the next level who am i talking to on today i want you to read i want you to see this i got one more point uh so give me a give me a couple minutes uh but i want you to repeat this james chapter 2 what book did i say james chapter 2 i want you to go to james chapter 2 and i want to read from verse 1 through 7 i want you to look at this talking about even how we do in church How we do in church. I want you to look at this. Watch this. Bible says for the sake of time I'll read it. My brothers show no partiality. Someone say no favoritism. favoritism. Here it is. As you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring. And fine clothing. Comes into your assembly. And a poor man in shabby clothing. Also comes in and if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say you sit here in the good place while you say to the poor man you stand over there oh my are you seeing this or sit down at my feet have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts listen my beloved brothers has God has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to those who love him but you have dishonored the poor man are not the rich the ones who oppress you and the ones who drag you in court And they are they not the ones who blaspheme the honorable name by which you were called? Obviously, this is their, this society was crazy in this time frame, and people treated that treated people uh, with kindness or with dishonor based on how they assumed or based on their exterior or what it seemed like uh, the class that they were in. Come on, and James is calling this a sin. It's the sin of partiality. And this is why, this is why, when you look around, we've had people come in and they've had the nerve to ask us, so uh, do you have a special seat for us? And it's like, no, we actually all are sitting where we're sitting. Come on, somebody. And the fact of the matter is there should be no partiality in church. How many of you know that the rich need Jesus? And many times the rich need Jesus more than the poor folk. Come on, somebody. I want you to understand that everybody needs Jesus. And when it comes to reaching the lost, we should not draw lines or only reach reach people or treat people based upon their status financially or in an exterior sense. This is a worldly appraisal. Are y'all with me on today? And I want to end here because this is powerful. Watch this. The first parable ends. The first parable ends with the sheep, with a sheep that goes out. And it deals with, watch, someone going away, the sheep going away. Watch the text. Bible says she loses a coin. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, sweep the house, think, think, think it, sweep, 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 sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. Oh, I want you to peep this. Did she go out to find the lost coin? the coin was lost in the house many of us think that because we see people in the visible church that they're a part of the actual church i wonder if there's anybody in here that realize and understand here's point number three for you then i'm out of your way don't limit your search for the loss to those on the outside There are people who go through the motions in church every Sunday, but they are lost. Come on, somebody. You might see them raising their hand. You might see there are lost people in church. And this is why your butt needs to get up out of bed and come on to this building. Come on, somebody. Because the fact of the matter is someone needs to hear the gospel through you. Your testimony might be the key to someone else's deliverance. it's important for us to realize that you can be lost and in the house oh my and many of watches 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 it's easy to hide in the house because when people look at you as long as you're doing the motions oh y'all oh they must be one of us okay you 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 yeah okay we good many of you know people, people and this is why we encourage you we never assume that you are in relationship with god people wonder why do we call people to salvation every week because bible makes it clear that it's not just people on the outside but you can be lost and in the house and listen I want to talk to you that are watching that have been connecting that are here yes we are going out but Jesus died for you as well and many of you who are going through the motions I dare you to stop faking the funk and open your mouth and cry out and ask God for his help and his salvation and those of you stop appraising folk. And thinking because they're going through the motions, they got it. Ask for questions. Do life with people. And let us get to the place where the heart and the passion of Christ is not just seen outside the walls. Come on, somebody. But the coins that are lost in the house are worth it as well. If this message was a blessing to you, go ahead and put those hands together and give the Lord some praise. Glory to our God. I'm encouraging you and imploring you to go to possess the heart of Christ. To see the lost found. Allow him to use you to reach those who are far from him even those who you think are not worth it, I dare you to pray for them. Oh, glory. I dare you to show the love of God to them. Even the stone-faced ones that act like they don't care and they don't want it. How many of you know, I tell people all the time, what's happening on the outside is not indicative of what's happening on the inside. God can do a work in someone and be doing a work in someone. That post that no one liked, the right person saw it. Oh, can I just talk to someone? Some of y'all stop. You think it's going to be popular? Why would it be popular? Why would it be popular? To stop living for yourself and to follow Jesus. But God uses even those posts. So in this moment, there are people who are here and you are lost. And you have been invited by someone. Someone swept through some dust and some cobwebs that invited you to come to the house today watching online even the devil tried all stupidness with the stream and all that but you're here and you're watching and i want to call you today hallelujah to put your trust in the god who became flesh in christ and died for your sins why did he die mankind we disobeyed God our first parents Adam and Eve disobeyed God thousands of years ago and consequently we inherited sin and death that is why people die this is why we don't teach our children to sin or to disobey they are born with the disposition to sin this is why stuff is jacked up in the world and God says even though y'all disobeyed here's the love I'm not going to quit on you. I'm not going to give up on you. Instead, I'm not going to send an angel. I'm not going to... No, I'm going to put on flesh myself. Come on, Holy Week. And I am going to come and live perfectly on your behalf and die for your sins in your place and rise from death to extend to you the opportunity to come and have rest and peace and life and life eternal and so today to you who's here and you're wondering and you're not in relationship with god watching online you're not in relationship with god i extend to you this invitation you're saying how how do i do this how do i begin a relationship with god well listen the bible sums it up in three ways says a lot of things about this but sums it up in three ways number one bible says that we need to repent everybody say repent in other words we acknowledge that we are sinners separated from god that we've been living a life that is contrary to god even our righteousness is filthy and then we turn we have a change of heart and mind and we put our faith everybody say believe put our trust and our faith in jesus and what he has done for us his death his burial resurrection on our behalf and then we are baptized everybody say be baptized every uh, twice a month we offer opportunities for you to go be baptized when you are baptized i'm pointing over here because there's a pool there and we dip you in the water unifying you with christ's death on your behalf and bring you up out of the water unifying you with christ's resurrection for you it's a powerful thing and so if you have not if you don't have a relationship with God, if you have not repented, if you have not believed, if you are not baptized, even for you who are like, I did all that and I went away from God and I want to come home, pastor. Do I need to be re-baptized? No, if you were baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and you meant it, you can repent and you can come back home. God restores and there's room, as I say every week, at the table for you. Come on, that's some good news in this place today.